0: Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, we have the privilege of welcoming back Therese Picola to give her account of what happened during her exorcism. You may have heard her previous interview where we talked about, you know, possession and exorcism and kind of what led up to that. And But today, we're going to talk about the saints and mercy, because talking to Therese, the saints played a great part in getting the demons out, but also she really had a great appreciation for the mercy of God going through this process. So we kind of want to touch on that and kind of be a follow-up to that previous interview. So uh, Therese, thanks for joining us this morning.
1: Thank you for having me back,
0: Deacon. It's so good to be here. Yeah, great, and I appreciate you uh, spending time and taking the time to do it. I know it's not like you're just sitting around waiting for my phone call. Uh no. yeah so thanks um so you know we we had gone through your story uh the exorcism you know how long that took but one of the parts to the exorcism and I remember reading in the story that was in the the National Catholic Register was that you actually had saints come and help you during that process. That's
1: correct, and I should um, I should preface by saying that I've always believed in the saints, um, but it was a very superficial level because um, I never really had an experience to to draw me in deeper with that. And so when this first uh, started, um, the process first started and and we started going through the sessions and these little things kept popping up with saints, I was a little hesitant because it was never my experience. It felt very untouchable to me, but um, very quickly they they kind of presented themselves and i think it was it was god's way of of reminding me of how how good he is to us and giving us these friends in heaven um to to depend on especially when we're going through difficulties so um the first the first um i'll say person it's easy to call those people um (laughs) person that came um came to me in the session was the blessed mother actually and um and i should also say it's it's I had to refer back to some of my my. I did journaling throughout the, my entire time, um, and I had to refer back because it's it's hard to recall some of these things. Because um, in the beginning of when my sessions first started, I wasn't a hundred percent coherent all the time. So, uh, and it's and, and that's actually more likely to happen for someone who's going through exorcism. It, you don't really recall a lot of things normally. I don't know why, as time went on, time went on, God allowed me to, to hear and, and witness things um, more than the average person might during an exorcism. And through that was able to have these um, interactions with saints too. So, so some of this is, is uh, referenced from my husband who would then come back to me and say, this happened during your session. And some of it's coming from me. Um, but the first time, the first time the Blessed Mother came, and I'm going to go ahead. I want to read this out of my journal. Sure. Go right it's, ahead. It's it's more profound this way than me trying to relay it. And so and so this was after a session and and I'm and I'm kind of trying to walk through what was happening. And it says, um, I'm not sure that the I'm not I'm not sure what the prayer was or how it led into the Blessed Mother, but suddenly they and now I say they, that means the demon, they felt her presence. I couldn't see anything, but I felt this feeling of cowering in disgust. It almost felt like they were having some kind of interaction and then they were very afraid. I had this feeling as if she came to them in a very strong and authoritative way. Then out of nowhere my body contorted and I remember mocking I remember I remember mocking and angrily saying, Now I say I, but it was them speaking right, through right. me, um, saying, Mary, 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 Mary over and over again. I don't know how many times that it felt I could feel this loathing and disgust building with each time I said it it then felt like there were 10 people sitting on my body holding me down everyone was very loudly reciting Hail Mary over and over and then I felt yelling and uh, this loud terrifying in this loud terrifying voice I have no idea how long this lasted but my body was resisting with every Hail Mary then suddenly I felt myself slump and a sense of calm came over me so, so that was the first time that I felt an interaction with the blessed mother. Now, I never saw her, okay. Um, but I could, you could, I could. Sometimes, what would happen is, is I would feel this. Uh, I, there would be these feelings that would switch over, and I could feel, like especially if it was like disgust or fear or something of that nature. And I could tell that there was something entering into the space that they didn't like. Um, other times, it was. Um, I would have a, a, a feeling of something, and then, as if, because um, many times my eyes were closed, I couldn't open them, and I could feel something. And then it was as if it was appearing in my heart. So it was like my 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 heart was creating the image, right? Um, and, and then it, and then it would come to me who it was. And it's it's really hard to explain it unless you experience it. But that's the best way I can put it. Yeah,
0: anymore. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but then, you know, and she, and she came oftentimes the blessed mother one time she had come and, um, I just, I just felt this, uh, brilliant light, like just, it it was, my eyes were closed and I could feel it coming like, like through my eyes, almost just this brilliant, uh, light. And I knew, I knew she was there, but, um, there was, there was another time where, um, father was, um, Going through uh, casting out certain demons that were associated with death, and um, and you know as always they're screaming and and carrying on and you know a big show basically and um and I and I could feel the blessed mother sitting next to me and she, almost as if her arms were extended open towards me and she was I could tell she was wearing all white even though I didn't see her I just knew like I could see the image of her um, in white it was very brilliant white again like last time and um and I felt like I handed something over to her and it gave me um the sense of peace. And I even ended up saying her name out loud. And then I could hear everyone around me starting to pray the hail Mary because they must have heard me say Mary and think <laughs> okay we need to start praying. And and I re- you know I really reflected on that for a long time actually because it was just a little piece that I remembered from that particular session. I didn't remember a lot of other things happening but um And I think at that point, it was my, um, I was finally kind of releasing that burden from the abortion um, of giving her, giving her the baby and just finally like placing it in her arms, you know, that, that feeling of death subsiding and, and really acknowledging the life of, of that, of that baby and handing it over to her. And it really did give me so much peace. So there was different times that like, sometimes it was for me specifically that she came, sometimes it was for, you know, to kind of. I don't know, shake it up with, with the others, you know? Um, right. But um, it, it was interesting because oftentimes the Blessed Mother and um, St. Saint, Saint Pope John Paul came in the same session. So so um, sometimes, like, in, in, and it's interesting when I even refer back to some of the stories, first she comes, then he pops up, or first he pops up, then she pops up. And, and I just found it um, fascinating that sometimes they were, they were in that same, um, coming in that same time. And I don't know if it was just because the strong devotion, um, that he had to her, um, or whatever, but, um, but I remember the first time him coming, there was like, I could feel this fear all of a sudden building in me. Um, and he was, um, and I could, I could see the image of him as a very, very young man with, you know, he had that warm smile. Yeah. It's funny. I always had, um, an affection for, that Pope. And I never knew why it was like, I never could make the connection. And I think a lot of people felt this way about Pope John Paul, but, um, but I could feel that, like that warmth in his smile. And it was just very comforting in that very moment. It lasted very, you know, it was a very, very short thing. Um, and another time, and I think I spoke about this maybe in the article is he came two different times in the same session. And once it was, he was very young, Um, And the second time he came, he came very old and frail, but he was wearing his miter and he was standing over me. And as father was praying, he was praying the same prayers over me. Um, And it was as if he was doing the exorcism at the same time as him. It was kind of weird. It was, um, you know, I couldn't understand really because it was it was in Polish. So um, and, and I should back up and say that. They used Polish prayers a lot in during my sessions. For some reason, um, I was very connected to to the Polish saints.
0: Okay. And
1: uh, and so we did Latin, we did Polish, we did English. Um, and so it was in that moment that he came. Um, but I had a wonderful experience. And, I, and and another thing too is is I never really understood the value of relics. Um, I knew that they were. I, I knew what they were but I didn't really understand why we would venerate them and and why they were so important. And they were used, um, in every session with me, um, different ones at different times. But, um, I had an experience where someone was traveling with some relics, um, of uh, one of them being, um, Pope John Paul. And as I walked into the space, I could smell roses everywhere. And, um, and it was his personal crucifix and some other things um, that was um, a hat and, and a statue that he carried. And, um, and they were so potent of roses. And my husband couldn't smell the roses <laughs> and he was getting so upset because he said, what's wrong with me? Why can't I smell them? There's something wrong with me. And, and, you know, father had to explain, well, it's not, that there's anything wrong with you. It's just sometimes somebody needs that encouragement or, or to, you know, feel that comfort. And so that's the experience I was having. And it was so beautiful and I actually had um, the uh, chance to take his personal crucifix into a session that I had the next day, and I held it during my session, and it was such an an interesting experience because I could smell the roses of the crucifix as I was being prayed over, and it was it was very it was just a very strange experience because as this like kind of like gross disgusting stuff was happening around me, I had. This, and, and Father really believed that that was going to be the day I was I was liberated because of this experience, but it didn't happen. But I think it was just to maybe give me comfort um, more than anything else. But um, And then I had um, St. Michael came um, a few times. The, the first time I felt St. Michael's presence was, um, it's almost like he, it, there was like a presence behind me. And it felt like uh, there was like this authority, very strong, authority, authoritative feeling um and it felt almost as if something was holding me down but to hold them down um you know it like it it wasn't it wasn't hurting me but it was like it was like suppressing them in a sense um and then there was like this recognition that it was saint michael and there was screaming and thrusting and and just this whole you know song and dance I like to call it and then (laughs) um and then suddenly I just went limp and um and then it was like a moment of just calm and then it was and he was gone but so there were these like little pieces of um consolation happening during the sessions which I'm so grateful for because really it's it's so hard You're, you're in there for over three hours and it's Um, it can be extremely discouraging and, and, you know, you're trying your best like internally to pray and I'm praying to Jesus as much as I can. And, you know, trying to have, you know, some kind of conversation and comfort there. And, and then, you know, I think he just shuffles in from from time to time, these, these, um, holy helpers, you know, to, to come in and, and bring some consolation. But, um, I know that in the, towards the very beginning, um, father had asked, um, who do you fear most? Uh, You know, outside, obviously, of, of, uh, the Blessed Mother and Jesus, but, um, and, and they, and they responded P.O. and, um, and just this terrible voice too,
0: is just, you know,
1: which I hated because I knew it was my.
0: Right. It was coming out of you. Right.
1: Right. And I'm like, no, but it's not me, you know? And, um, of course, you know, they know that, but, um, but they said P.O. P.O. and, um, and it's interesting because when my when my sessions first started um, years ago, one of the um, Franciscan friars of the renewal were were friendly with um, some of them. Had given my son, my older son, a first class relic of Padre Pio, and he had it for years. And I totally forgot about it. And um, and then he, when I first started going, he came to me and he said, "I think you're supposed to hold on to this." And it was the relic. And I was you know, so grateful. I said, okay, that that's wonderful. Thank you. And so I started praying to God and asking God, I said, Can, is it okay? Because I didn't know. It was like, I didn't know like how to do this. It was like, this is all kind of, i was trying to figure out the relationships, you know, and I, and, I was, and I was going to God and saying, is it okay? Can I ask Padre Pio to be my spiritual father? I mean, is that okay? And,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hurt your feelings, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right right I was thinking like you know you're God and i don't want I don't want you to think that you're not my father like I don't think you're my father, you know, but yeah it was it was just like this kind of you know, hey, is it okay type of thing And but i i would I prayed and prayed about it, and then um and then uh one day um i I was you know kind of waiting for some kind of uh you know, I don't know, like, um, confirmation that that would be okay. So I'm going to read this out of my journal again, really, sure. quick because this is where it confirmed it for me. And I said, uh, I was getting ready to go to a session. It says, right before leaving the house, I was feeling very anxious. I stopped for a moment and blessed myself with the relic of St. Padre Pio, asking him to intercede for me. As I made the sign of the cross, I smelled roses. I was so thankful for this consolation. So it was at that time that I realized that you know, in fact, God said, you know, was kind of confirming for me. Yes, yes, this is okay. You can go to him. And since that time, going forward, um, I really prayed for his for Padre Pio's intercession often, and he did come often. Like, and I always knew when he was there because there was just this um, complete switch of feelings, like interiorly, with like fear and disgust, and just like. it's hard to put into words, but it it was just like a, like a filthy type of feeling um, whenever he would be close by. Um, And and I remember specifically too another time I came back from a really, really bad session. I was very close to feeling like giving up. It was just, I was exhausted. It was going on forever. Um, I just felt really down and I, and I had come home and I was getting ready to go to bed. And I remember just picking up, the relic on my nightstand and not even like, I didn't even think I even prayed or anything. I was just like, just picking it up. Like, you know, what do I do with this type of feeling? And as I picked it up, I smelled roses come out of it. And it was just so comforting in that moment because I really, I I, I think there was like this desperation in me and it's like, I just needed something to confirm that, okay, don't give up. And it was just that little, that little hint of, Smelling those roses, that was like enough, you know, to say, okay, I'm going to go to sleep and start again tomorrow type of feeling, you know. But,
0: um, so did you, um, uh, and, and- I was going to say, did you ever hear like from either St. Padre Pio or any of them say, you know what, Therese, it's going to be okay? I mean, you kind of, you, you had feelings and things, but did you ever, did you ever get that type of consolation? Like, just kind of hang in there, everything's going to be okay. I know you got it through the smell of the roses, but any audible, like, that really comforted you?
1: Yeah, there was never I never with my I can never say like with my ears, it was never like a a um like an out loud voice. Right. It was always in, in internal. Um and the one actually that was most comforting to me and actually encouraged me throughout was Saint Gemma Galgani. Like I I didn't even know about Saint Gemma. Um and then um I had a session and um I just, I said her in the middle of the session, I said her name out loud. And afterwards father said to me, you know, what happened was when they, we had a relic of her. And as we put it on you, you said her name. And it was the first time I really had an introduction to who she was. And it was like her saying, you know, let's be friends kind of, you know what I mean? And, uh, it was interesting because um, maybe like seven months later or something, my son had come home and he was carrying the book about her story in his hands. And I said, Oh, that's Saint Gemma. I said, I, I, you know, I wanted to read about her because, you know, I I think she's supposed to be like in my life somehow. And, and so he said, Oh, take the book. And I was like, okay, I I guess maybe the Holy spirit saying it's time to read this. So, So I read it and I instantly connected with her, but then from that point forward, she came, I mean, I think she was probably at every session from that point forward, and she was often just like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, like almost like she was just putting her hands on my hand type of thing. Like I'm here, I'm here.
0: Just kind of comforting you.
1: you. Yeah. Like, and it was, it was, but it was like this kind of, it, 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 it was like a friendship. But it was like a friendship without conversation, like, you know, verbal conversation. It was more of a, I understand you, you understand me type of thing.
0: Right, <laughs> and, right. Um, and, and no so words needed.
1: Brought, no, no. And it was always, I could always feel in my heart, like she was like expressing, like she was always like very, um, like joyful. Like she was, ve- she was, she, uh, she, I guess she was a, a happy saint, you know, a happy person in life. I mean, but she, and she suffered so much, which was, was. Crazy, and she died very young, but, um, she always gave me this feeling of, um, you know, like almost like she was smiling in my heart, you know, like it was like a, a joyful presence of, you know, you've got this, like, you know, and, um, and it was to the end. She was, she was there actually up into the last session. She was even there.
0: So, so that, that reminds um, So if you get to the last session, um, are they all there? I mean, because all the saints, you know, have been kind of coming and going and helping. But in the end, when they finally drive out the demons, is it kind of like everyone's there and it's kind of like this is it? No. Okay. No.
1: Actually, it's it's funny because um, in the very last session, outside of St. Gemma, I, 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 the Blessed Mother was definitely present. You could smell... I I believe like some of the people there actually could smell roses when this was happening, um, but really the last session outside of all the the, the bad stuff that was happening, it was very um, hyper focused on on Jesus and I. Like it was really him present, um, and so I think. Probably the lesson there, and nothing against the saints, but when I feel like when Jesus walks in the room, it trumps everybody else.
0: You yeah, know? and I, my guess is they're okay with that, right? If they're not, then they probably <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be up oh, the yeah. saints. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But but I mean, just to kind of like throw out off some names, like the ones who who had come. Were, it, well, obviously, Padre Pio was there. Saint Michael and Saint uh, Pope John Paul. Saint Gemma. Uh, Saint Saint John Bosco came uh, once. Uh, blessed years a. Popolusko, I can never say his last name. He's 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 a blessed still in Poland. He was in my sessions very often. Um, again, another Polish connection. Um, Saint Gabriel Pascendi. They a father had a picture of him. It wasn't even a relic. And any time he would put the picture in front of my face, they would like spit at it, spit and yell, and just they they hated him. Um, Saint um, Saint Teresa of Calcutta. Uh, you know, Mother Teresa. They had a relic of her. Um, and, and, uh, when they placed it on my foot, it was weird. Cause I could, I could like feel her there because I didn't know it was her. Like, I never knew what was on me because I, I had no idea what they were doing. Cause my eyes were usually closed. Um, but the pain that her relic relic caused in my foot, they it just, um, I could tell like how much they hated her just from the pain that the relic was causing. In in my foot, and and I could feel like this like calmness in the room, almost right. But I had no idea. I had no idea. Like it wasn't recognized. I this is when I didn't know until after when I realized um, when someone had told me it was it was her relic, and then I realized that feeling I had was actually her. But it was never usually they would kind of give give me some indication of, of who it, like who they were, or I would know who they were through the, through the demons like reacting. But in that case, I I didn't know it was her until, until after. Um, but yeah, she, her, St. St. Stanislaus, um, St. Patrick, St. Stephen. Um, but one, the only one that was actually seen by somebody else, um, which was really interesting was one of, one of our prayer warriors, um, after the, um, session came over and, um, he had, he had seen St. Francis sitting behind my husband, St. Francis of Assisi. And he was in a gray robe, and it confused me because I thought, well, gray robe? Hmm, maybe that was like Father Grochelle because <laughs> he <was> never <named laughs> yeah. Father yeah. And,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: and And after doing some research, and we realized that St. Francis was originally a gray-robed Franciscan. Um, and then I had received a confirmation of that in prayer that it was actually him. So I, I never, I didn't know, but something else came up after the fact that confirmed it with 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 a situation that happened. So, um, and then there was one other one that um, he's not a saint yet, and, and or a blessed or anything. But um, every time Father started bringing this picture to my sessions, and again, anytime he would put the picture in, in front of me. The demons would, would totally freak out. And it was Father Candido, who was the um, exorcist priest before um, Father Amaris, who in Italy, right. um, it, was the, it was the priest before him that used to, and, and they, every single time he would bring that picture and present it, they would totally freak out. So it was very interesting, like, just even, like, the responses of certain holy people, um, where, where things like that would happen. And, um, St. Miriam of Jesus crucified, St. Rosca, St. Mary, like they, they, um, all like little kind of hints of them coming in that sometimes they presented themselves to someone in the room. Um, and then later we would discuss it and they'd say, you know, the saint, you know, I felt the saint come to me or whatever, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a, it definitely confirmed the relationship of, of the saints um, with us here on earth and, like, how important it is. And we don't just, you know, people that say, you, you don't pray to saints. Well, we don't pray to them and, like, you know, like, we're not asking like Right,
0: not we're not worshiping them. We're, we're asking not. them for their right. intercession and help.
1: Right, right. So it's kind of like I, I, in my mind, the way I tried to, like, perceive it is if, if I was in a difficult situation and I needed one of my good girlfriends, like, advice or something, I'm going to, call them and say, you know, I respect you a lot. I really care about you. I know that you'll, you'll give me good advice. Here's my issue. Well, it's kind of like the way we should look at our relationship with the faith. You know, I have this situation. I know you've dealt with this situation when you were on earth. I'm coming to you and asking you to help intercede, bring this, you know, help me out here, help show me the way, bring this prayer to, to the Lord, you know, bring it to the foot of the, the throne of our father, you know, and, and help me out. And that's, that's how, I feel like we need to build those relationships with the saints. So it's not so much like we don't worship them. We, we, you know, call on them like we would call on on our friends that we care about, our family members and friends who we love and respect. It's, it's that same idea.
0: Thanks, Therese. We appreciate all your sharing of 18 months' worth of exorcisms, especially hearing about how the saints actually do care for us. You know, we hear about them, we read about them, but to listen to how they interceded and fought the evil one and gave you the help you needed and encouragement, it's really eye-opening for me, and I'm hopefully for all of you who are listening, because without the saints, you know, we would struggle having those people who can pray for us, love us, and defend us.